Welcome to the Liberty Moms Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their family, their children, and their communities. And uh, we're proud and excited to be part of the Loving Liberty Network. There's lots of great programs for um, Liberty Moms and Dads to listen to, to be informed, and to get the straight talk about what's really happening out there in, in the world. Because right now, I think that's the biggest thing is really understanding what is real, um, true uh, sources of news information. And you can get that here at um, Loving Liberty Network and specifically the Liberty Moms program. Today, I am um, really excited to talk with Elaine Moore. And Elaine Moore is part of a a project um, to help voter integrity here in Utah. And uh, the reason why I'm excited to have her is because we just finished our legislative session that just ended last month. And it was disappointing to see that a lot of the um, problems we see in the election process in our state were not addressed. We have a, um, a lieutenant governor who's in complete denial, thinking that all she has to do is claim we have the gold standard, but she doesn't have to prove it. She just has to say it. Like if she keeps saying it over and over again, somehow that's going to magically occur. And uh, the Heritage Foundation, which is an independent think tank, um, has gone across the board and looked at every single state and has ranked Utah as being the 41st as far as voter integrity, 41st out of 50. That's the bottom. We're in the bottom, you know, 20 percent. OK, as and, and then and then yet she can turn around and try to make us believe that we're the gold standard when actually we have um, systems in place that allow for election irregularities and for potential fraud just by the, the very nature of our voting system that Utah has put into place. And so Elaine Moore, who has been working diligently and um, tirelessly and sacrificed so much behind the scenes has been in the process of um, canvassing to, uh, to get a, a snapshot of what is really happening with the voting here in Utah. And uh, we were hoping that we wouldn't have to really rely on this, but this it's almost come down to the point where this is really one of the key things that will really reflect voter integrity here in Utah. So Elaine, thank you for joining me today. And thank you for all of your work behind the scenes for last months, months and months of work that you've done to try to figure out, do we have a gold standard? And if not, what can we do to fix it? So explain to our listeners exactly what canvassing is. Um, So we began the canvassing here. It's been about eight months that we've been working on this. And canvassing is when you go door to door 
um, and you talk to the people out the door. Then you take that when you're doing a voter verification canvas and you compare it to the official record. So what you're trying to see is, are there any inaccuracies? Are there any anomalies? Are there, is there anything that does not match the official record? So we can go and find whether the address is correct, whether the address exists, whether the people exist. Do they still live there? Did they live there? Um, if they voted and their ballot was processed, was that processed correctly? Um, we just heard from South Carolina at um, our event on Saturday that, you know, they found lost votes. So people at the door could say they voted and there's not a vote recorded for them in the official record. Um, so you're looking for all of those different things. And of course, if it matches, that's wonderful. And if it doesn't, then that's where we need to improve. Okay, so in Utah, you have started to do this. Um, have you had any um, support, any, has the state or any of the clerks, any, has there been any effort to assist you in what you're doing? Or is this something that you're just having to do on your own? No, I'm just doing it on our own. We're just grassroots with volunteers. We did recently, we needed to raise money um, for legal representation. And in order to get a permit to raise that money, we had to register. So we did become a 501c4 so that we could um, do that. But we are just a grassroots group. And, you know, immediately when we started out, we got a lot of pushback. And um, then about a month in, little over a month, they came out hard against canvassing. The lieutenant governor, the governor, um, they both came out with statements saying that it was dangerous. Um, I mean, there's even an article where the lieutenant governor admits that I have done nothing illegal, but that she submitted me to the FBI because she doesn't feel that we should be canvassing. And I think that's pretty consistent with their statements on election integrity and their statements on um, anyone who has the audacity to question the elections here in Utah, you're just not allowed to question. Um, you're just supposed to not look, put on your blinders, and only do um, what they say with accepting it. And they really do promote going through the county clerk's offices and doing a tour, and I agree, you should definitely do that. But that's like window shopping. You're really not getting anything when you go there. Um, you're not getting to see how the elections work. You're not getting to see the process. You're just seeing the, the systems. And, of course, as you go through there, notice all of the land connections. Notice all the connections to the election management server. Um, they can play with words all they want, but there is the ability when one thing is connected that they're all connected to either um, – through a land system, and it eventually gets to the internet where they use it to move data around. Well, that's what's really disappointing is, you know, they want to say that we are the gold standard, but yet they act like they're guilty of trying to hide something. They should be, if you're the gold standard in my mind, you should be opening up your doors. You should be opening and making everything accessible. All these public records should just be made available so that people can inspect. We just want to inspect because if there's nothing wrong, then great. High five. We're excited. But if there is, then what can we do to fix it? How can we make our elections more secure going forward? And if you're not ever, I mean, there's no business. There is no business that would operate under the guise of just saying, 
it's good. Just trust us. We just told you it's good. No, they have audits that take place periodically. And, um, and so it, it's really disheartening when we have people who, um, I mean, really, the election process is the sole purview, really, of the lieutenant governor's office. That's kind of their main thing. And yet um, she, meaning Deidre Henderson, has been obstinate and, and just throwing roadblocks every step of the way, trying to make sure that nothing can be verified. It's like they're working hard so that you can't verify anything. So with that being said, I'm, I'm grateful that this group with you and others, because it's not you alone, but um, you've been at the spear and the spearhead. <laughs> and I did see, I think you made the view. Weren't you, weren't you the uh, topic of the view? Um, I don't know you about that. On. I was on, Joy Reid did some segments. It was on Joy Reid, yes. Yeah, Joy okay. Reid. Um, she did two different segments. Now, one was so inflammatory, they actually removed it. I have the transcripts. But they actually played um, a 911 call of someone at the door with a gun that was going to come in to hurt this person. And then they said, oh, I'm not saying that she's just like this, but I'm saying she's a lot like this when she comes to your door. And I just had to laugh, but it's really not funny. Um, it's really not funny how they're trying to make it out that by participating, um, we're being dangerous. I think it's hilarious. Go back and look at the last statement that Deidre Henderson did. At the very end, she quotes this uh, quote about citizens being involved and how important that is. And so I just take that as, you know, maybe she's changed her mind that she supports our canvas. But um, I think it's funny how she in, in the whole whole paragraphs can say she doesn't support anyone looking at it. But yet in the very last statement, she quotes that um, citizens should be a part of our political process and a part of our elections. And um, one amazing thing about canvassing is there is no other way to get this data. There is no other way than to speak to the person that actually cast that vote and then compare it to the record. You can look at the official record all you want, but you might find stuff, and we do, but when you can compare it to what somebody actual, actually did, their actual experience, um, that puts a whole new level of balance and check on the system. You know, I have to agree with that because I actually I have not participated in your canvassing efforts here in Utah. So I apologize for that. But after the November 3rd election, I went down with <clears throat> a group of volunteers that went down to Clark County. We canvassed and I knocked doors and I was it was every um, social demographic that you could think of from the most wealthy gated communities in Clark County to the most um, the poorest of of the poor in in that county area. And there was election irregularities across the board in all of those aspects. And there was enough irregularities that we were able to find. And again, you have to fill out an affidavit swearing that what you're witnessing and the first house I went to, the address didn't exist. It was a phony address. Okay, and you wouldn't know that unless you physically got in your car and drove to find that address. And then you would realize, oh, my goodness, there's there's nothing here. Okay, and so you you fill out an affidavit, you take pictures, you have um, live testimony from people who vote and what their experience was like. And it's it's very non-threatening. I mean, I'm a grandma. 
Okay. (laughs) I'm not a very threatening looking person. Okay. I've got the silver hair, you know, and so I'm just there to, Hey, you know, tell us how your mail-in ballot experience was. And you'll have people go, Oh, I didn't mail in a ballot. I voted in person. Oh, really? Okay. Records show reflect something different or, you know, or, Oh, this person doesn't live here. There's this person has never lived at this address. You know, you won't know that unless you show up, just like you said. And so um, we were able to actually overturn a county commission race in Clark County that was close enough that with all of these irregularities that showed up, they had to hold the election again. Okay. And so are they effective? Yes, because they really point out if there's irregularities, if there's enough of them that it can affect a race, it can affect an election. And so they wanted to make sure that the right person that the people wanted got elected at the county commission level. So well, I- and the really important thing about canvassing too, is you, you learn all the ins and outs of what's happening. And early on, I tried to work with some legislators last year so that I could canvass and give them directly the data. Um, because how do we legislate if we don't know what's happening? You're just um, trying to fix things like that ridiculous law that passed that kept the six-foot rule in place permanently in Utah for election observers. Why? We don't need that anymore. Why? And there it's, they said, well, it happened in other states, and we just want to make sure. But the way it's worded is very poorly. And it actually it looks like if they so choose, they could keep you six feet away permanently instead of letting you be closer because you have a, a monitor or whatever. That's not how our election should be. And that's not how we should change law. Just shoot in the dark and hope we do something. Um, we need it to be very specific. And one of the biggest issues in Utah, um, not just are we finding with the election machines like every other state, is our voter registration rule. Um, they're hidden. And so um, I have on auditutah.org, you can go on there, why audit Utah, and you can see reasons why our election voter registration is not as broken here in Utah. Um, we had an event over the weekend. Um, it's a $5 pay-per-view event. It's still up there on getinvolvedutah.com. It's called Many States, One Nation. We talk about canvassing. We talk about some of the issues um, like election observation, voter registration. We go into some information for Utah. We also announced our Canvas report is going to be May 13th. Um, It's called Your Vote, the Utah Canvas report. And um, we're going to be putting up updates every few weeks on things that you can do so you can learn and be prepared for that Canvas report. Because one thing that we have found is it's very consistent. All of the issues we're finding aren't in one precinct or another. It's just consistent throughout the state, consistent throughout the counties. And that's a real problem because that that points to a much larger issue than some local bad actors. So with your your Vote Utah Canvas report, does Deidre Henderson have a link on that from the lieutenant governor's site? I doubt it. I haven't released the report yet. Um, so one of the number one things, people, when we go to the door, it's amazing. People in Utah are amazing to talk to, and they're so friendly. They thank us. They're glad we are doing this. And one of the things they requested is when we do a report to make sure we give plenty of notice so that they can put it on their calendar. So we gave, you know, we have a good five weeks or more. So um, put it on your calendar and get ready for that event. And um, that's something that the people at the doors were asking for 
for. So we really wanted to um, honor that because they've been so amazing in answering our questions. And I don't know if they will um, be there or not. We are going to invite all of our leaders and things. And if you would like to get um, an invitation so that you can print it out and give it to your local leaders, we'll have that up on the site soon so that you can invite them. It's much better if you go to your local leaders and invite them than me um, because they represent you and it's your voice that, that you need to have heard through them. And so that's one of the big things we are going to work on doing is, you know, hopefully by the end of five weeks, everyone knows this is going to happen and they can be there, um, that your officials can know it's happened. There's no excuse that they weren't given enough notice, not enough time, and they didn't know about it. So um, we were going to work on getting the word out there. You know, that's a great, that's great that you did that because I know with the doors that we knocked, we were very, um, excuse me, met with a lot of people that were very supportive from both parties. It wasn't just a, because we we talked to all voters. It's not just one particular party. But um, I think that's a great idea for them to to be aware of the follow-up because, you know, they talk to you one day and, and they're expressing their, their voting um, experience, but they want to know what really did happen. You know, let, let's have the results. So I think this is a great idea. And um, so it's your vote, Utah canvas report.com. Okay. Oh, no. So it's just get involved, Utah.com and you can go and get it. That's the name of our event. Um, if you want to search on Eventbrite. Um, it's open to the public in Washington County, um, except if you want to reserve seats, we are taking $5 donations that will pay for our event. So, so you do a- not need a reservation for your seat, but if you want to make sure you get one, you can do a $5 donation. You click on the seat you want, and that will help us pay for our venue. Okay, so it's a live event, but mm-hmm. it's streamed. Yep. We're, we're working on um, getting it streamed. Um, I'm hoping it's streamed live. Um, it looks like we might need a whole lot of equipment to purchase to do that. So um, right now, I don't know if it will be live or if we're going to have someone record it and put it up later. Um, so we're, we're working on that, and we're hoping that that will be able to happen. Um, and then we're also having a second event up in Davis on May 24th. Um, the Davis event is the venue is quite a bit more expensive, so it is a $5 donation to attend. It's not open to the public like the other one. Um, if you want to just show up there that night, you might be able to get in. Um, we do have limited number of seats. Um, the one thing about the Davis one is we have had a, a, a large group of people um, canvassed in Davis, and we really want to give them the opportunity to come see more specifically what's happening in their county. So the Davis one will not only just be the regular report, it will focus on Davis County. And then any county that wants to set it up and invite me to come and talk about their county and different things, obviously we haven't canvassed every county. Um, but if you have an event and you want us to come speak in your county, then um, we can do that as well. Okay, so what counties have you been able to canvass? It sounds like Washington and Davis for too, which yeah so we have um washington and davis have the most um utah county we have um a small sample done um we have um some precincts in um cash and box elder um we're working in weber as well uh we iron county will also 
have a pretty good chunk of that sample completed, if not all of that sample completed. Did you say as Iron well. County? Did yes, you say Iron, Iron County? Okay, yeah. So Cash, Box Elder, Davis, um, Iron, Utah, and Washington are our main counties. You know, that's a pretty good sampling because you've got counties along the Wasatch Front, which is your big population base, but you've also got smaller counties. So you're getting a rural representation as well because um, we need to see if there's a pattern that is statewide or is it just, you know, centralized. And and so it's nice that there's been kind of a broader uh, scope of canvassing to get that type of information. And it's not too late to volunteer. We're trying to have a strong finish. Um, if you want to volunteer, go to getinvolvedutah.com, click on volunteer. We do have volunteer forms. Um, you have to say basically that um, you're taking your own risk of volunteering, um, that you can't sue me or any of the other volunteers if you get injured because we don't have health insurance for you. We're just, we don't have that kind of uh, resources. And then we have a confidentiality agreement that you're going to be confidential with the information that you get at the door because that's responsible for the people you're talking to and a confidentiality agreement saying that you won't share um, anything that we have with uh, the media or other people um, just so that we're being as responsible as possible with our information. And then once that's done, you get trained and you can do your precinct. Your precinct will take you if you do it by yourself with a partner, um, maybe five or six hours total. You can do that in two weeks. Um, so it's really important if you want, it's done. If you want to be a part of this, contact me, let me get you your precinct, get your precinct done. And that's just even more data we will have ready. We want all of the canvassing to be turned in by May 1st. You know, I, I mean, Elaine, this is great because just think if you just took responsibility for your own precinct and decided, you know, I can't do the whole state. I can't, you know, that's just too much, but I can do my neighbors, I can reach out into my own precinct area and do a canvassing and get a couple of others to join you. And that's just one less or one more piece of data that goes into this report that reflects a pattern if there's one there. You know, doing full precincts anymore. We have our full precincts almost completed. Um, So when you get a precinct list, you might have 50 addresses, you might have 100. Um, not many go over that. And it's just literally by doing our analysis and our data, we finally got it honed in. We're finally finding enough patterns where we can pull data so that you'll only hit the areas that we need to sample. So um, you're just going door to door, getting witness statements, affidavits. Um, It's driving routes. You can walk a few houses if they're close. It's really easy. Um, If you know your precinct, We have people in their precincts. I don't know these people when I go to the door. So I have to knock on the doors. They can call them because they know them. So they they get on the phone and like, hey, you're not home. I'm here to canvas. And so they can call them and get that done um, because you know the people where I don't. So that's a huge advantage to working in your neighborhood. All right, Elaine, we're going to take a short break at this point. We've got more to talk about with our canvassing and Secure Utah. So stay with us on the Liberty Moms podcast.
Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Thank you for listening in today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their families, and their communities. I'm Chris Kimball. I'm hosting today, and I'm interviewing Elaine Moore from Get Involved Utah. And her website is getinvolvedutah.com, so that's easy to remember. And before the break, we were talking about how um, individuals can help with this election integrity project by volunteering to canvas in their own precinct, in their own area where they live, where many times you're going to know a lot of your own neighbors that were um, voting in the 2020 election. And so it's just a way to just follow up and make sure that, um, you know, you're going to find out what their election experience was, but you'll get trained on it. But uh, it's important because uh, you can be part of this process that exposes or reveals or puts to rest, whatever the case may be, election security in Utah. Because right now we have an all-time low of people in Utah who have no confidence in the election system. I am one of those. I am one of those that has, I've lost all confidence in knowing how my ballot is the chain of custody, how it's um, handled, who do I have secrecy with my ballot? Uh, How is it counted? How is it stored? How is the security to secure my vote? There's so many issues with mail-in balloting that um, I've, I've really lost voter security. Um, And so, Elaine, um, I know you've worked out the bugs because you've been doing this for a long time. And so I want our listeners to know if you decide to volunteer, they have this fine, um, it's like a a fine-tuned instrument now because they've worked out all the bugs. And so you get trained and you'll be going to the um, specific areas in your precinct where they need the data. And so um, if you want to get involved in that, you want to visit the website, getinvolvedutah.com, and sign up to be a volunteer. And what was that, Elaine? Yeah, so you go to getinvolvedutah.com. On the menu, choose volunteer. You will fill out a little form, and um, I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, You will have volunteer forms to fill out in a confidentiality agreement. Um, But then you'll get trained, and we do have training um, on You'll get access to our Telegram training. We have access um, to training online where you can go and watch some videos. We're just starting to get that part done. Um, But when you volunteer for your precinct, um, someone will meet you out there. They'll meet you with whoever your partner will be, and they'll walk with you. So you'll learn about what we're looking for. You'll learn what the sheet is that we fill out, what the information is that you have. You learn how to get the witness statements filled out, how to do your affidavits and get them notarized. Um, All of those things will be trained, and then you just go out and go door to door, and it is so much fun. I love um, learning and meeting the people here in Utah. It has been an incredibly positive experience. So, Elaine, can you share with us some of the things that you're finding as you're out canvassing? Is that something you can give us a... Uh, So some of the generalized things that we're finding are are really not any different than any other state. You know, when I originally started this, I canvassed as a kid and I thought, well, this isn't that big of a deal, but it will be a lot of work. Um, I never dreamed we would find a lot of the issues we're finding. Um, But yeah, one of the biggest issues we're finding is the addresses aren't right. And we have a professional statistician. We had a fundraising event 
for our, our legal um, retainer this weekend called Many States, One Nation. And she has done analysis and found about 8% of our addresses in our voter registration are incorrect. Um, 8%? And that's just some of, we have, we're just barely getting started. Um, yeah, that's, that's a little concerning. We're finding that on the ground. There are a number of places that don't have apartment numbers. Um, the house numbers are wrong. The east and west directions are incorrect. Um, you know, when you're mailing something, especially with the mail ballot system, you need to make sure it's correct. Um, we, we do find addresses that don't exist very consistently, um, very consistently. And so we have that issue here as well. We have also found voters who have been voting at residence for five, ten years that have never lived there, um, ever. They've never been there. They've never lived there. Um, so we find that in Utah. Um, one of the really sad conversations that we have is lost votes. Um, it's very difficult. Most people are like, well, it makes sense with what happened. And they just sign the witness statement with no problem. But uh, we have lost votes in Utah where people voted, they put their ballot in, and there was no vote. You know, I'm a victim of that as well. That's one reason why I wanted to do this. Um, Getting a ballot here in Utah has been really difficult for me, and I finally was able to re-register again, and I started getting my ballots in, I think it was 2018, And um, but my ballot last year was never processed. And so you can go online and see that, and you can see my ballot was never processed. I called all the complaints so much that in January they said they found it and it was marked provisional. Um, but how many other people um, just have faith that their ballot's going to be processed and it doesn't when well, we're finding that? Wow. So your ballot, they marked it provisional, which meant it was counted after the fact, after yeah. the election, but it still didn't re- get recorded that it had been received. No, the, um, it was well after um, the election was finalized. I kept calling in December. They still hadn't found my ballot. And I specifically, I put it right with my husband's like I have every year because my ballot doesn't get processed since I learned how you can track it. And it's right with my husband's. We hand it right to the person. I'm like, my ballot gets lost every year. Please make sure that my ballot doesn't get lost. And um, no, it, it didn't go through. And then, I don't know, they magically found it in January. Three months after the fact, oh, oh, we found your ballot. Okay. Yeah, this is a flawless process. I actually, just so the uh, listeners can know, you can um, remove your your name from the mail, the ballot process of being mailed to you. So if you don't like that process of it going through the U.S. mail, and hopefully you get your ballot to begin with, Okay, and then sending it back through the mail or in a drop box and then wondering what the chain of custody is and how private your ballot is. You can request, um, you can send an email to your county clerk and request that they cease and desist sending you a ballot by mail. Okay, and then you just vote like you used to. You just go in and show up on, um, I I vote on election day. I don't do any of this early voting. I don't have my vote just sitting there being counted and sat upon and watched for a couple of weeks. I vote on election day, but you can go, you can do your own steps to get back to that process where you are voting in person again and, uh, and not worrying about uh, what happens to your ballot for those weeks on end when it's just supposedly in the custody of the County clerk's office. 
So uh, this particular event is a fundraising event, and um, you, uh, you're, you're looking for donations, which all grassroots, you know, none of this happens without some money, and this is a grassroots effort, and so we really need people, I, whether it's $5, $5, if everybody in the state just threw in $5, you'd have more than enough money. You know, yeah, and they get to watch um, our event over the weekend for $5. Um, you get to hear from South Carolina, and that's important because they're another state that Trump won. And a lot of the things we're finding are very similar to South Carolina. So it kind of gives you gets you familiar with canvassing. It gets you familiar with what we're going to find. Um, but, yeah, um, if you go to GetInvolvedUtah.com and donate, we do have yellow buttons down there to donate. Um we did have to file and register to get a permit to um, fundraise. And unfortunately, grassroots is very limited in what they can do in Utah. So we did file and have our charity permit um, with the state of Utah. And um, it's not tax deductible because we're political stuff. It's 501c4. And um, the good news is, is we're trying to give you something for what what you're giving and and in donations as well. Um, I'm still working on building the website, but you can subscribe to the website by with donations as well. I'm working on getting all of my records requests up there. Um, I cannot put some of the record requests up without a paywall just because of the state rules. And then they sent me some letters. Basically, they felt a little threatening on what they would do if I put any information out there publicly. Um, but what whatever I have that's public will be on the free site, and whatever needs to be behind a paywall that I got, um, it's just a few dollars, and then you can read those requests. All of my research on elections, um, I'm working on getting all of AuditUtah.org and all of that research moved over. Um, so hopefully you will get something for your donation, but you're always welcome to donate as well because we really do need to get this um, – a, a lawyer retained and it's a $10,000 retainer and that will be used to help protect us and to um, help protect our information that we found and any other issues that might arise. And um, yeah, we really appreciate it. Well, good. I hope that our listeners will, will um, uh, step up to the task and, and help in that process because it does take money to, um, to conduct these kind of, canvassing efforts to get down to the the nitty-gritty it'd be great if we had elected officials that would be willing to do this since we give our tax money to um, the state to run elections it'd be great if they would just take some of that money and verify the security of those elections but they are failing to do that so that means we the people it's up to us it's how our government is set up we are the ones that control what is happening with the government. And if we don't like it and they're not listening to us, then we have to take that into our hands. And uh, Elaine, you have done that um, so well with stepping up to the plate because who knew that a lot of this stuff from the whole um, process that we've been looking at since uh, 2020. And the only reason why we focus on 2020 is it's the only data we have. Right. Can't go back to 2018. They destroy the votes, they destroyed the ballots after 22 months, okay? And so it has nothing to do with who was president and, and who got elected. It's about voter security. And the only election we can look at is 2020. And so when Governor Cox um, gets up there and tells you, 
Trump won in Utah. There's no need to look at anything. That's very disingenuous and it's not honest because of course he won. But is that really the right amount of votes that he really got? We don't know. We have the most amazing opportunity because we don't have to focus on who won or lost. We can literally just focus. Is every vote accurate? And when we canvass, we don't care your political affiliation. We never ask you who you voted for. We never ask your party. Um, We do not get into any of that. We just want to know, is the address right? Are the voters right? Was your ballot processed correctly? And um, did you get extra ballots? Because there are some counties that had some issues in 2020, some counties that had issues in 2021. And when we have a by-mail state, because remember, 2020 was our first year where all counties were by-mail. Before that, there was like six or seven counties that were not. And they were forced into it when they changed that law from shall to may. We cannot have mail um, elections with the issues that we're finding on the ground. It's just not um, something that we can continue doing. But, yeah, we um, get asked all the time, who are we? We're grassroots volunteers. If you want to volunteer, help us out. You can be a part of this. Um, And then our pockets only go so deep, so we have to raise money. And then the third thing they ask is why. And I have to tell you, there are days where my feet hurt so bad. And I'm looking at how much money, you know, because we've been, our grassroots effort has been funding this all ourselves. And we look at how much money we've spent and we're just like, why are we doing this? And it's because we love our country. We don't just love our country. We love the people in Utah who are voting. And we want to make sure that those votes are accurate. And when you go out on Canvas, this is a true selfless act of service. You know, we don't fit under the soliciting laws. We're not solicitors. Um, And even if you look at some of the other solicitation things, we don't fit in any of those categories. We are a service to the community. And that service to the community is going to help us know the changes that we need to make so that we can get it right. Because our elections have to be accurate, secure, and transparent. The only way we can keep a free country is is to make sure that the election process, because all you have to do is look around the world, and and the thing that is um, ginned up the most to to destroy um, liberty is the election process, okay? And so if we lose that here in the United States and we don't take the time to just verify it, let's just take Let's just take a breather, okay, and let's just go in and verify it. No harm, no foul. And like you say, in Utah, you made a great point. Nothing's going to change the outcome of Utah if we go in. Trump has won. The electors voted for Trump. They're going to stay Trump electors. Um, But um, it's a great way to just at least expose or reveal or confirm, however however it plays out, the the uh, the process of of what looks like a safe and fair election because right now our people in Utah don't feel that and when we get pushback from our um, top officials in the state who come after you for even questioning the integrity of elections it really does beg to think that maybe there is something that they're hiding. You know, when you start to act suspicious and you start to want to withhold information or attack people who question, just asking questions, 
it's very suspicious behavior. So again, Elaine, my hat's off to you um, for, for being there and for spearheading this whole canvassing effort. And when's the deadline for people? What's your cutoff for your data that you're gathering on canvassing? We want to get all the data in by May 1st. Um, we have so much more than we will ever be able to present to the public in a matter of a few hours. Um, so, but we want to get as many um, data points and data samples as we can by May 1st. So we still have a month. You have a month to really help us get this done. Get your precinct done. It's not the whole thing. It's 50 to 100 addresses on average. Um, get it done. Get your witness statements. Get the information in. And then um, our anal- analysts will work on that. And then we will present May 13th. And then if you still want to work on areas, if you hear it and you're like, well, I want to know what happened in my precinct, of course, we will help you continue. Um, and then remember, we have the primary. So, you know, if you want to continue, maybe we can canvas off of that primary. You know, there's never a time when we need to say, okay, we're done. We don't need to be a part of the election process. As the people, it's our responsibility to be a part of that process, to make sure that those that we elect are um, carrying out what we want in our elections. It really does come down. The buck stops with us. It really does. And we can't, um, we were hoping that this last legislative session that we would have legislators that would step up to the plate. A couple of them did. I know um, Phil Lyman has been very, um, uh, worked very hard to bring forward bills a particular bill that would have really restored us back to how we used to vote before we got into all of this machine um, counting. And uh, it would have taken it to the precinct level and allowed everybody to um, be part of the processes with either being a poll watcher, poll counter, poll judge, right there at the local, most local level, which is in your precinct. And, um, And that got shut down in committee, didn't even make it out of committee, unfortunately. So we really are relying on this canvassing at this point because we tried to do the the initiative um, with um, gathering signatures and uh, we we came up short on that. But we did find a lot of people in this state are not happy and they're not confident in our election process. And so we can now at least get that put to rest by finding out where the problems are so we can fix it. That's all we want. Well, this is the evidence. There was like, show us the evidence. This is the evidence. Um, You know, this is evidence that we can gather as people that we don't need permission. Um, Canvassing is protected, um, has a longstanding protection of being a First Amendment political right. Um, The Utah Constitution reinforces that by saying that we can petition for grievances, that all political power is inherent in the people, And so um, that is really something that um, we can do. And, you know, remember one thing about the canvas is we don't want to just give you the canvas and say, here's the problems. We're going to hopefully have it together where we can start presenting solutions. But those solutions are not me. Those solutions are you. Every single person will be have the opportunity to get the tools to become involved in making those changes locally. Um, And then we will help you along. And that's anywhere from local municipal, county, and state. And so hopefully we will have those solutions because it doesn't do any good to gather the evidence if you don't have solutions. Um, So if you tune in for nothing else on May 13th, find out what the next step is. How can you help fix this? 
um, because it can be fixed. And on May 13th, on your website, thegetinvolvedutah.com, you're going to have an, an invitation that you can give to your elected officials. And that would be your house rep, your Senate rep, your county clerk, the lieutenant governor, and the governor. Okay, so I'd like to see thousands of invitations being sent to our governor and lieutenant governor to get them to attend and be part of this event because they that's their job. That's their job is to secure our elections, and they've been missing in action. They have not taken up the mantle that they are supposed to be doing, and so we want to make sure that they're there to see the results from you, Elaine, canvassing, and your volunteers and what you have found with your efforts, because we know that we don't have pristine elections, as we've been told, um, because they've never been looked at. They've never once been looked at. Okay, and so our canvassing is totally new for people in Utah. Um, You know, where I grew up, I don't know if they did it in the last 10, 20 years, but when I was younger, you know, 20 years ago, we did canvas um, not only before elections, but sometimes after elections, you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right in this precinct. So you would go and knock on doors and make sure the voter registration is correct. And, you know, an amazing thing about um, this process that I'm trying to put together is that you can volunteer to canvas so you're involved. You can invite your leaders to be there so you're involved. And then you have tools so that you can help make changes so you're involved. Because we've got to understand that the people are the foundation of this whole process. And there's never a point where we can stop and say, someone else has got this. This uh, organization is going to take care of it. No, it, it comes down to each and every one of us. You know, and Elaine, I think the problem we have today is we have been guilty, me included, of kind of sitting back and letting the elected officials do everything without really being actively engaged or really uh, making sure, having oversight in what they do. You know, we just are, we've been a little bit too trusting. And um, I think it was Ronald Reagan that said, trust but verify. We've been trusting, but we haven't been verifying. And so now we're in a position where we want to verify our election. And it's been astounding the the roadblocks and the pushback that we've had from our elected officials, our governor, our lieutenant governor, and some of our county clerks. I mean, it's been interesting how um, not all of them, but, but a few of them have been very, very taken it personally, and it's it's not about them. It's not about the job they did. It's just finding out if the process is working correctly. Are there any are there any holes that we need to look at? Are there any problems that should be fixed and addressed? And we won't ever know unless we inspect it and and do the verification. So um, Anyway, Elaine, thank you so much. Now, you mentioned earlier, I know we've only got about a minute left, but you mentioned um, this uh, many, many states, many nation. That was last weekend. Is that correct? Yeah. So we um, were trying to do an event to raise our legal money for our retainer. So I came up with doing many states, one nation. Um, it's a pay-per-view event. It's $5. You can always donate more if you want on the website, getinvolvedutah.com. 
When you go to GetInvolvedUtah.com, it's right there on the front. If you click on it or you can click Watch at the top in the menu, it will take you there. You can get a ticket. Once you get a ticket, you can view it several times. Um, and just go and learn. Learn more about canvassing. And then on um, also when you click on Utah Canvas, it takes you to a web page. And if you scroll down, you can learn and read the canvassing reports. I've tried to link every Canvas report I can find from every state. So you can really start learning what are we what are we looking for in a Canvas? What are people finding? All right, Elaine. On that note, we have to we have to sign off. But thank you so much. Get involved, Utah.com. Do your part and um, stay Stay in tune to the Liberty Mom Show as we update you on this election issue integrity. So stay with us and thank you for listening in today. Oh, 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 o